Hey guys, what's up? DC here from Hauntingly Yours, a podcast for the paranormal. Have you ever thought about podcasting? Then let me recommend Anger. It's free, totally easy to use. They provide you with all the tools you need, and you can actually make money off of it with no minimal listenership. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. So check them out if you're interested. Anchor.fm. Don't hesitate. Get on it today. As always, thank you so much for tuning in to Hauntingly Yours, a podcast for the paranormal. I am DC O'Rourke, your storyteller, and I invite you to get together with me each episode to hear chilling tales of those who have left us behind. If you'd like to have your own story told on this podcast, drop us a line at hauntlyyourspodcast at gmail.com or give us a call at 804-684-1644. This marks episode number four, and we will be taking an in-depth look at the Winchester Mystery House in San Jose, California. Guys and gals, let me just stop right here. This this place in particular is on my bucket list of places to investigate. It's always fascinated me. I I absolutely have to see this place before I part ways with this lovely life of mine. The Winchester Mystery House is just one of those haunted places that you have to see. Needless to say, it's going on the bucket list. Author Bram Stoker once wrote, There are mysteries which men can only guess at, which, age by age, they may only solve in part. Some mysteries, such as this, drew in the likes of Harry Houdini in 1924. He gave in to the allure and visited a mansion that was a rambling puzzle of carnival funhouse-type quirks that could perplex even the smartest of mortals. The mansion was located at 525 South Winchester Boulevard, right in the heart of present-day California's Silicon Valley. Typically a known magician by trade, Houdini was dedicated at this point in his life to debunking what he considered to be a plague of fake mediums. The massive estate, even though it had partially been demolished by the great San Francisco earthquake of 1906, found its haunting reputation still very much intact. Fun fact, as a result of the earthquake, the house went from seven to four stories high. Not even a master magician such as Houdini, though, could shake the feeling that something inside the walls of that place was just plain wrong. Houdini would later dub the building Winchester Mystery House. After the late Sarah Winchester, of course, the secretive millionaire recluse who built the house and lived in it up until her death in 1922. There have been over 12 million visitors to the house since Sarah Winchester passed away. Nowadays, a history museum and paranormal attraction, the Winchester Mystery House has gone on to inspire a slew of novels and even a new horror movie, Winchester, which stars Helen Mirren as the main character, the reclusive heir to a massive fortune. As I've seen the film, I can say two things. One, it's it's a decent enough horror film. And two, the film gives you a good look at the house, and it definitely makes you want to learn more about it. When asked if she thought the house was indeed haunted, actress Helen Mirren stated that she was a skeptic. She did go on to say, though, if it is haunted, 
I feel it is haunted by something very benign. I feel sort of a great,、uh, how shall I put it? I, I feel a sweetness in the house, not a horror. There is a sweetness in it. If it is haunted by something, it's something sweet. The story of Sarah Winchester is as follows. Born in 1840, she grew up in a world of privilege. She attended the best schools and spoke four different languages. She married well and had herself a little girl in her late 20s. Unfortunately, tragedy befell Sarah as she lost her daughter Annie to marasmus at just six weeks old. She was absolutely devastated, much like any mother would in that situation. Then, almost a decade later, she lost her husband William to tuberculosis in 1881. She lost the both of them to disease, her husband and her child, and she was never really quite the same after that. Sarah Winchester went on to inherit more than $20 million, roughly $500 million, in today's currency. As if that wasn't enough, she received 50% ownership of the Winchester Repeating Arms Company from her husband. That right there, guys, gave her an income of roughly $1,000 per day. Anybody want to figure out what that is today? Go ahead. I encourage you, do the math. It's $26,000 a day. That's what it equals out to, roughly. Incredible. That's all I can say. I know some people who don't even make that in an entire year. Well, with this kind of wealth on her hands, Mrs. Winchester could do just about anything she wanted. Now, she was living in a time where a lot of people were turning to spiritualism as a way of dealing with grief. Typically more European in nature, this took off in, in the United States just after the Civil War. Grieving wives and mothers were looking for ways to contact the dead, contact the dead to see if they were at peace. And it makes sense. There was nothing wrong with it. Most people considered it to be a normal thing. Sarah Winchester actually turned to a Boston medium that told her during a seance that she should leave her home in New Haven, Connecticut, and travel west to California. There she must find a home to live in and never stop building on it. She must accommodate all those who had died as the end result of Winchester rifles. The words were allegedly spoken through the medium by Sarah's husband, William, who said his wife needed to do this or live the rest of her life haunted by those who can't move on. Before we know it, Winchester had packed her bags and a trip to California was underway. Sources, for the most part, think that due to a, a rough battle with depression, a much needed change of scenery was in order. There are those who were close to her that sing a different tune, however. They say that Sarah was under the distinct impression that she was being plagued by spirits of those who had died because of Winchester rifles. The only way to appease them was to move and build a house big enough for them all. The object of her desires came into view not too long after an eight bedroom unfinished farmhouse in the Santa Clara Valley out in California. She bought it right away and the building commenced. The best carpenters were sought out and worked on the house 24 hours a day until it became a monstrous seven story mansion. An architect was never hired. Strangely enough, and the, con the construction was always done rather awkwardly, haphazardly, I guess you could say. 
The, the home contained numerous oddities because of this, such as doors and stairs that led to nowhere and windows overlooking other rooms. Many accounts attribute these oddities to Winchester's belief in ghosts. By the turn of the century, Mrs. Winchester had spared no expense for her ghostly mansion and had rolled out 24,000 square feet, 2,000 doors, 160 rooms, 13 bathrooms, 17 chimneys, 47 fireplaces, 52 skylights, 10,000 windows, 6 kitchens, 2 basements, 3 elevators, and let's not forget the gorgeous faux grain-stained funhouse interior. The contractors who worked on the house during its heyday reported that Sarah was holding seances on a daily basis with local mediums in the area. Her objective, you might wonder, to get in touch with the good spirits out there amongst us. When asked about her strange endeavors, Mrs. Winchester would never confirm if she was indeed building a haunted house. All the same, she was contacting good spirits to see how to best appease the ones that she needed to build rooms for in her house. Perhaps this is why so many illogical choices were made when it came to the construction of the place. Who knows? One thing I will say in Sarah's defense, while she appears to be a bit cuckoo for Cocoa Pops, she deserves more credit than what she gets from history. She gets more credit because she's a brilliant mind. And... We overlook this quite often, and even though she was a bit rough around the edges and trying to appease spirits, she was figuring out tactful ways to make their lives hell at the same time. Hey, I mean, I don't blame her one bit. I would do the same thing. If I'm going through all of this crazy construction so I can make a bunch of ghosts happy, I'm surely going to get something out of the deal. Now... Out of the 13 different bathrooms in the home, only one was functional. This was an effort to confuse any spirits who thought it might be fun to haunt a spigot. She would also do things like sleep in different rooms of the house every night and used secret passageways to get from one room to another. All of this just to keep the spirits from following her. Sorry, guys, but this is where I would pull out the old rock salt, draw myself a line at every threshold, and keep them out that way. But who am I to judge? Sarah Winchester passed away of heart complications many years later in September of 1922 and left all of her belongings to her niece, Marion, who had been her secretary as of recent years. Her will never made a single mention of the house, which further added to the mystery of it all. The house was cleared out in about six weeks, and whatever Marion didn't keep, she would sell at auction. About five months later after that, the house was sold for a mere $135,000 and reopened for tours for the very first time to the public. Talk about a haunting legacy. Am I right? Since the reopening of the house back in the 20s, employees who now work there claim to have had run-ins with the residents of its tragic-filled past. Time Magazine actually went on to name the house as one of the most haunted houses in the world, and to this day it draws in paranormal investigators, psychics, and mediums from all across the globe. Famed psychic Sylvia Brown even once paid the mystery home a visit. 
it seems like every day something is occurring within the walls of that house. Things are just downright unexplainable and for lack of a better word, ghostly. I'm talking about disembodied voices, strange shadows, odd cold spots, flickering lights and slamming doors. Both tour guides and visitors alike over the years have also reported feeling heavy presences while on tours and sometimes even seeing mysterious figures moving through the halls. It's believed that some of Sarah Winchester's loyal workmen and servants from the household may still very well be looking out for the place, even in death. One such mysterious figure that is often seen is the apparition of a man with hair as black as the night. It's said that he was a former handyman, mainly because he's usually seen repairing a fireplace in the ballroom or even pushing a wheelbarrow down a long and extremely dark hallway. Each time he is seen, he simply disappears without so much as a trace. Once while conducting a tour, one of the guides for the house took her guests to the Daisy bedroom. This particular bedroom is where Sarah Winchester actually hid during the earthquake in 1906. The tour guide was about to begin her usual bit about the bedroom when all of a sudden there came a heavy sigh from just outside the bedroom door. Poor Sam thought one of her guests had fallen, so she turned and called out to them. Then she attempt, attempted to invite them into the room. When no one entered, she was quite confused. There appeared to be no one there. Her eyes adjusted to the darkness of the hallway, and then she noticed something that didn't quite make sense to her. A small form that resembled a person shrouded by darkness materialized and floated gently around the corner. Sam, now slightly terrified, quickly whipped around the corner after the strange specter, but again found no one there. Once more, she heard a heavy sigh. Perhaps Sarah Winchester is checking in on things and sighing with her discontent. Several years back, there was a craftsman who was assigned to work on a hefty restoration project that was taking place in the mansion. He decided to get an early start one morning, and he found himself in the Hall of Fires. The name simply comes from the fact that this area contains several fireplaces. The house was empty, and the stillness of it could be felt. The quiet filled his ears as he worked fastidiously at the top of a ladder. Suddenly, someone came up from behind and tapped him on the shoulders. Caught off guard, he turned to see what the person wanted. Do you think he found anyone? Of course not. No one was there. Getting back to his work, the craftsman told himself that he was just imagining things and all was well. A few minutes passed and then he felt someone pushing up against his back. A chill shot straight down his spine. He flew down the ladder and ran across the house to look for another project to work on. It was more than obvious that someone or something did not want him in the Hall of Fires. These are but a few of the many ghostly encounters that have come out of the Winchester Mystery House. There are plenty more where that came from as well. If you have visited the house, send us an email, please. Tell us about your experience. Tell us if you've seen anything there. For those of you who haven't, though, head over to our Facebook page after you're done listening. I'll post a few pictures from the house, post a video that will even give you a, a good look at the interior. It's really quite stunning. 
You can also visit the house's website, winchestermysteryhouse.com, where you can even read more about the house in greater detail than what I've just offered you. And you can also take a virtual tour of the house and gardens. My friends, as always, thank you so much for tuning in to Hauntingly Yours, a podcast for the paranormal. I am DC O'Rourke, your storyteller, and I invite you to get together with me each episode to hear chilling tales of those who have left us behind. If you're enjoying our show, leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Please head over to our Facebook page also. Leave us a like. Check out our photos, videos, and much more. Help me get the word out and keep these stories alive. Until next time, I am and will remain much like the spirits, hauntingly yours. Mm-hmm.